What's going on guys? Alright, we are live. So right now I am waiting on Shauna. I think he will be in in a little bit. So it's just me for right now. So I'm here to keep you guys entertained. Uh give me one second here. Oh, that's me. All right. So let me say what's up to the folks here in the chat. First off, let's see if this shows up here. We have Victor Boyd. What's going on? If you notice, he has a custom daily hi-fi badge because he is a uh, daily hi-fi crew member. And so that's something that we have just set up. So I guess we can shout that out real quick. Let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, it is not. Oh, there it is. So, yeah, we have some more perks. And basically, we used to do everything on Patreon, but there's more integration. We all we keep it all here in YouTube, and we can do stuff like a special video on Sundays. We can uh, offer these badges that you're seeing here. You know, we can still do the after show stuff. And so we just have different tiers. We have some discount memberships. I guess I can show that too. Let's see here. Um, and let me show this window here. So yeah, basically we have different different badges that you can get. And custom emojis, they have the clipple here, the spatial toolkit, magic beans audio, you know, after show. And then if you're a baller, you can you can do some of this stuff. We have some some other special stuff that you can do here. Member shout outs and a once a month video chat. So yeah. Thank you, Tim, for setting that up. And uh we'll be talking about that a little bit. See, we've got some new merch in. So we're really, really focusing. Oh wow, look at this. You see Darla's? I don't know if it shows up in the... Oh, yeah, it doesn't show up on the screen here because we're using a different program, but uh, she has her uh, custom emojis here for Magic Beans. She says, can't wait for the Magic Beans uh, and the latest measurement on the clip will arrive testing out our system with Spatial Toolkit. Wow, she used all of them. Very cool. <laughs> uh, hi to my wife. Hi, hi. Happy Monday, everyone. Um... Let's see. Everything's good to go. Got Reverend Slim in the house. What's up? Tim, of course. Jed. Rich, what's up? He says, uh, hey, fresh hater Jay, what's up? I mean, I don't know who that is. Ike, what's up? Oh, new picture. Like it. I like it. You got a new pickup. Uh, who else? Junior OG. What's going on? Uh, Everyday Jay, how's it going? How's it going? All right, so let's see. Last week we had Ed Mullen from SVS on, and he he was just awesome. I think we probably have more than enough videos for the you know the daily clips that Tim makes, uh, you know, to keep us busy for a while. And he even said, Tim's like, yeah, you guys can take Monday off. I'm like, no, no, I gotta I gotta do this. This is what I do every Monday. It's part of my routine. So here I am. And uh, let's see, I have a few topics here. Uh, yeah, I have some topics that we can get into. Uh, let's see here. First one, I didn't even write anything down. Uh, kind of last minute here, I just got in. But first thing is, you know, why, why do some people like two-channel over home theater? I've always wondered, like, what is it about it? It seems like more speakers, the better. You know, I have... A great experience with my home theater, but I also appreciate two-channel listening. 
And so that was something I've been thinking about. Like, what is it about two channel that these people really like? You know, these people, <laughs> these people. Um, yeah. And so I was doing a lot of calibration as I normally do. Pulled some all nighters and really finding out about Odyssey, about REW and what it's doing right and what it's doing wrong. And even something as simple as levels and delays when it comes to home theater, it gets really complicated because we're talking about, in my case, I have 13 speakers and three subs. Now I have to integrate all those and make them all work together. That's tough. Even with stereo, you see these guys are tweaking the system and really aligning the speakers, you know, taking their time. And that's just two speakers. That's to get one center image. You think about what you need for home theater. You got to multiply that out and have a center image for the left speaker and the center, the left speaker or the center and the right and the left speaker and the left surround and the left speaker and the height. And so Reverend Slim, I know he wants me to talk about his speaker pair section in the spatial toolkit. And that's the reason why he wanted that specifically was to get good imaging between all of these adjacent speakers. And so I was thinking about that and how really it, it can get very complicated. Now, my background is, for, uh, you know, I had an IT business for 10 years. So technical stuff, um, it's kind of just second nature to me. I kind of grew up with all this tech stuff. But I can imagine somebody who's maybe a little bit, you know, maybe they didn't grow up with computers. They would look at this like, ugh, DSP. And then I got to get the Windows app. And then I got to use this REW. Like, what is all this stuff? It's a little bit complicated. And I can imagine that, you know, it may make some people feel a little bit less comfortable. Versus with stereo, it's really just two speakers, right? A lot of times they don't even like to use subs. And so they just have giant speakers. And I think that's a good way to go. You know, I was listening to some two-channel music, just my two speakers. And you really do get a nice center image. You know, if you have it set up properly with good timing and delay and levels, you can get some good depth perception depending on the track. And uh, they're just less to mess with. There's less to get wrong. So that's what my conclusion was, was that with home theater, there's a lot of places you can go wrong. You can tune it in a way where the frequency response is actually worse than not using room correction. And I'd say a lot of it is like that. If you have some great speakers and you listen to them in pure direct mode, let's say, no processing, it sounds pretty good already. Now you apply the, you know, Dirac or Odyssey, and you may be surprised. Of course, you spent money on that, so, you, you know, automatically you want it to sound better. But, I mean, there are cases where maybe you don't like it better. I've seen some blind tests where there are people who preferred the room correction off to on. So, yeah. But having said all that, what I would say is that Tim says here, two channels okay, but just boring compared to the King Kong in Ready Player One, just my opinion. Yes. And so having said all the things I just said, the thing is that when you have home theater set up correctly, that's when you have an awesome experience. And I don't know how many people have it set up correctly. You know, good sub integration, you know, perfect placement of all the speakers. That's hard when you have 13 speakers to place them where they need to be. Uh, even a simple setting 
levels and delays. So that's that was my experiment was to see how good the auto correction did versus manual correction. And manual is still better. You know, the auto correction did a reasonable job. You know, I, I can't really complain considering it's automated, but really when you when you dial those things in, everything just kind of snaps into place. You know, getting the levels set correctly, getting the delays set correctly. Um, yeah, it's very, very tricky. Uh, it's much easier for home theater if you optimize for a single listening position. You know, in my case, I have four theater seats and I'm a perfectionist. So I want to make it so that it's, you know, the base is smooth on all the seats. But you always have to remember that the more seats that you optimize for, the less optimal it is for a single seat. And um, so my new thinking is that I should have an, uh, a male listening position calibration where it's optimized for just one seat and then another one that's optimized for all four seats in the rare case that my family is going to watch with me and usually it's just me. So yeah, I, that's just the reality of it. You know, uh, they're fine watching on their iPad or anything else, but you know, once in a while we do watch a movie together and, you know, I don't think that they care so much, but I care. So I want to make it as good as possible. So, um, junior OG says stereo for a movie. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the problem with stereo is there's no center channel. That is the biggest issue with stereo. You know, you really want to anchor the dialogue to the screen and the center channel does a great job of that. If you have it placed correctly. Also, we've talked about the the two kilohertz interoral crosstalk. Interoral, yeah, interoral crosstalk that happens when it comes to um, uh, two speakers stereo. What ends up happening is if you play some pink noise from both of them and you just move slightly like this, you'll notice that there's a change that happens, and that's in the two kilohertz region based on your your dome, your head size. So. Um, the center channel resolves that. And so that's really it. The other thing I noticed is when it comes to surround, it's really hard to replicate sound coming from behind you. You know, you actually have to have speakers behind you. I know there's a lot of psychoacoustic tricks that people try to do to implement in order to make it sound like it's behind you, but I haven't found very many that can do that well. You know, I think it's actually easier to simulate perceived height effects because the when it comes to height it's actually a change more so in the tonality you know the the tone the tonal balance changes as it goes higher just based on your head related transfer function um so that's easier to simulate i've found yeah anyway that's a that was one of the things what do you guys think what do you guys think what are you guys saying in here um what are you guys saying? One way I tweak the center channel level and timing is to put music track with Dolby Surround and toggle on and off with stereo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. Okay. So, yeah. I'm curious to hear what you guys think about that. I think it's more to do with complexity. There's just too much stuff to mess up when it comes to home theater. You know, it's really not that easy. So hopefully someone will come up with a way to make that process easier. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see and actually get better results. I think that's the, the other thing. It takes maybe 
you know, 40 minutes if you have a bunch of speakers to do a calibration. There's a lot of things that you can do wrong, so you get a bad result afterwards. And so, and it's it's expensive, you know. So all these things, I can understand why two-channel people are just like, you know what, just I'm good with the two-channel stuff. I totally understand. And you can still get a great experience with two-channel for music mostly, you know. Uh, let's see. I already talked about this, setting levels and delays manually. Yeah, what I found was, yeah, there's definitely a difference. If you if you set your delays and levels with a U-mic and use REW and do impulse responses, maybe I can do a tutorial on that sometime, how I do it. But um, yeah, if you were to just double check, you'll find that it's slightly off and getting those things right, um, it makes a difference. Yeah, that's something simple that you can do is double check your levels and delays. I already talked about the uh, memberships. So right now we currently have Patreon set up and that's where we do our after shows. And yeah, that's that's worked. It's just that, you know, the whole YouTube thing is just much more integrated. Yeah. So what we're hoping to do is move the people who are our supporters on Patreon over to this link here. And uh, yeah, we'll figure out we'll figure out the money part afterwards. Um, what else? What else? So I just recently reviewed the BenQ HT4550. And I really like that projector. It's 3000 bucks. It's a uh, three, a four LED light source. And so it's 3200 lumen. It's bright, very accurate out of the box and has good tone mapping. And 3000 bucks. So first of all, $3,000 is not cheap. Right. So I think a lot of times we, we, you know, you start looking at these numbers and you're looking at JVC and everything's like $10,000 and above. And so $3,000 seems cheap in comparison. Well, I would say if you just think about $3,000 in general, I don't think most people would say that ah, just 3000 bucks here. It's still a decent amount of money. But it was interesting that somebody commented and said, um, so you're not going to make fun of the people who don't have JVC projectors, you know? And I'm like, is that something that happens? People make fun of people who don't have JVC projectors in the home theater space. That's, that's pretty wild. I mean, what is the least expensive JVC? Like 7,000, 6,000, 7,000. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't have that. And, um, I don't think that's anything to make fun of, you know, I think, I have a great experience with my home theater. I understand what the difference is once you get to JVC, better black levels, all that. But I mean, yeah, if I if I could just snap my fingers and one appeared, I, I would totally do it. But unfortunately, things don't happen just like that. Um, let's see, what are you guys saying here? All right. Okay. Everyday J. Uh, it was okay. So let's see here. You guys, there's a lot of questions here. If you have a question, where's this thing? Super chats are welcome just because it highlights it. You don't have to. I'm going to do my best to answer them. But it's, uh, if you have an important question or something that you really want answered, super chat definitely helps just because it, it shows up real bright. Um, Reverend Slim says, if you've got a projector set up at all, you're ahead of the game. 
Yeah, I mean, I told my kids we have what one, two, three. We have three projectors up, and I was just like, if you go to a friend's house, I think they saw somebody's TV. Somebody just got a new TV, and they're like, "Oh, that's a small TV." I'm like, "Yeah, not everybody has you know a hundred inch plus projector system." Yeah, you're just not going to see that. So, I feel very lucky that I get to play with these things. All right, what else? Yeah, yeah. I think basically what I'm saying is there comes a point where there's there has to be a good enough, you know. And to me, man, I'm impressed with this projector. I think anybody who has this projector in their home theater is going to be impressed with it. So. I, I don't feel like I should have to tell people that three thousand dollar projector is good enough, but I would say it's it's very good. NZ nine or nothing. Okay, NZ nine or nothing. All right, send one over. Send one right over. I'll check it out. No, I've seen I've seen a uh, at Sound United. I think they said their projector was thirty thousand. It was JVC, so I don't know which one which one is that one. Yeah, they said it was a $30,000 JVC projector. And it was excellent, you know. The main thing that I noticed was that when the lights went, so they turned off all the kit, all, all the all the lights, and when it changed to a black screen, it just was pitch black. Couldn't even see my hand, you know. And that's something that's not the case with uh with this projector. But it's also they had the room treated, everything was blacked out. So I'm sure that helps a lot, you know. Oh yeah, Jed says NZ9 is twenty six thousand, lol. <laughs> um, Reverend Slim, I mean I do all right, but I don't have projector that costs as much as my car money. Yeah. Um, I really like all the merch available. Looks really cool. Just missing one item, at least to me, a mug. All right, yeah. Juan, Tim is on that. Believe me. He's on that. You wouldn't believe. Um, Ike says, if you haven't seen the $450,000 Christie projector, if you ain't got that, you ain't got nothing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it just get, it gets crazy. You know, as crazy as you want to get, as much money as you have, somebody will make a product that will be able to uh, handle whatever you want to spend. Yeah, I think it's just something that needs to be said is... Yeah, there's extremes, you know, with any hobby. You can get as extreme as you want to get. But if we're going to be honest, if we're going to be truthful, there's you don't have to spend that much and you're still going to have a great experience. You know, you're going to have a wonderful experience. Uh, let's see. True Voice of Reason says, last weekend I bought a 50-inch Hisense. I still need furniture to put it on. Yeah. Yeah, I have a TCL. And I'm like, man, this is pretty good. Um, LG HU810PW 4K UHD Cinebeam, and I like it. Could you do better? Probably. Likely, but it works. Okay. Um, let's see here. All right, Super Chat. Kenny, thank you for the Super Chat. And Kenny asks, is there a good way to test my center? Mine says 2.5 way, but it's an MTM. So mid-range tweeter, mid-range. So I question it, JBL 225C. So typically JBL stuff measures pretty well. 
what you so is there a uh, way to test it? I think an easy way to test is just play play some pink noise from your center channel. So if you have a way to do that, if you have REW on a computer with an HDMI port, you can plug the HDMI into your AVR and there's an option if you have a Mac, it's pretty easy. You don't have to download anything and you'll see 7.1 channels and you can send pink noise just to one channel. Um, if you have Windows, you have to download something called ASIO driver, a little bit more complicated. But if you don't want to do any of that, um, you can just play some pink noise Let's say from YouTube, find something that's you know full range pink noise, and then and then disconnect your left speaker and your right speaker, and just move. So MTM, usually the problem with MTM is the horizontal off-axis response. You get some lobing issues, some areas where there's just like real big notches in the response, and sometimes the notches are in areas where the vocal region is, which is a problem because that's the point of the center channel, and so. Usually what you'll notice is if you have an uh, MTM design, mid-range, sweeter, mid-range, and if you move left and right off-axis, you'll just notice a big change in the pink noise. And pink noise is good because it's just equal energy per octave. So it's constant sound. Um, and so it'll be easy, easy to tell where the change happens. Right? Um, and so if you can... The way I have mine set up is if you have an acoustic transparent screen, I know not everybody does, but if you can set up that center speaker vertically, then what happens is off-axis is really good, and it's only bad if you stand up or sit down. But you stand up and sit down way less, I would imagine, than moving side to side, and you get better consistency from one seat to the other if you have it uh, vertically. So, uh, yeah. MTM, if you notice, like bookshelf speakers that are MTM, they're made to be, you know, standing upright, not horizontal. So, yeah, hopefully that helps. That's a good way to, to test it. But JBL, a lot of times it's implementation also. So if it has a large waveguide, you may get less of those issues. So, yeah, typically a three-way design is the best. But I have a, uh, a 2.5-way currently. And because they're using a large waveguide, Aaron actually measured them. He's he's on vacation right now, but he's measured us. Uh, I think he's measured those the center channel, and he mentioned like that it's not as bad as what you normally see from other MTMs, and it's because the implementation. And he's also measured one that was a three-way design that I just said is typically good, but it did not measure well. So, you know how it's implemented matters also. Um, so <laughs> someone is about to make a video about what you just said. Everyone needs an expensive, <laughs> expensive projector, and cheap ones are crap. I hope not. I hope not. Um, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, quick updates. So. Magic Beans update. Of course, I have to go there. Nobody else is here, so I'm going to go there. So Magic Beans update. Um, I'm trying to get all the videos out that I need to get out so I can just focus only on releasing that. So tonight, in the, after the after show, I'm going to do a calibration for uh, ripe, wave, ripe Wave Audio. So John, I don't know if you've seen some of his uh, reviews. He has a channel called Ripe Wave Audio, 
And he reviews a lot of different AVRs and processors, and he compares them to each other. So shout out to John at RipeWave. And what I would like to do is I said, give me, your, give me the one with the worst auto room correction, and let's run Magic Beans on that. And I think what we're going to find out is that the gap between the least expensive one and the most expensive one is going to be minimized. You know, once you get good calibration in there, yeah, I think that's what makes a difference. I, th I really think that what ends up happening when you're comparing all these AVRs or when he's comparing is that there's slight differences in the calibration, right? Even if you're running it, same speakers, you're putting the mic in the same place, the calibration is not exactly the same every single time. So I think probably the best way to test that, if I were to guess, would be to compare the sound of all of them with actually with no calibration at all to see if you can hear a difference. Because if you're using the same calibration on all of them, and if there's a difference, then that difference might transfer over. Mm, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge believer myself personally. Um, but yeah, I do think that uh, with Magic Beans, I think it's going to make the biggest difference for him. So we'll have to wait and see. So I'm doing that tonight at, after the after show. Um, another thing I found out, Reverend Slim already knows, but right now we require that you use a calibrated mic to do the Magic Bean stuff. Um, kind of makes sense. We need we need an accurate reading. So you mic one, you know, it says a hundred bucks, but with shipping and all that, it's probably going to come out to 130, maybe close to 150. I don't know, but you know, that's still 150 bucks. Not everybody has 150 bucks. You know, some of you guys do. Um, so I always recommend one of these just so you can use REW, things like that. But the other thing that's interesting is that if you have a Denim or Rance or some of these other ones, you, you got this mic. And this mic is calibrated, uh, from what I understand, maybe one to two dB, one to, you know, pretty close to a reference mic that they use. So these already have a known response when they ship it out. It has to have a certain response, otherwise they don't they don't send it out. And um, what we're working on today is actually I found a way to calibrate this so that it matches my U mic, which might be interesting because if you already have one of these, it might be kind of cool to be able to use this mic for the Magic Bean stuff. Also, another thing is the wire is really long on this, so it's helpful because you need to get you know to all your speakers and things like that. Also, if you use an adapter, so I have this, where is it? I have this adapter. So it's a USB-C dongle, and then you need this other adapter. But with this, I can connect it to my phone and start doing accurate measurements. So we, we will load up the calibration file for you in the Magic Beans app. Basically, you'll go in there, you'll choose this mic, and it'll automatically have a calibration that works with this one. And uh, yeah, you can use it for that. So that's a, that's a new thing. Very exciting, and I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for this month. I just, I just want to release this app. It's the number one thing I want to do. All right. What is he saying here? Reverend Sim says we discovered that you can use the Odyssey mic quite by accident. Joe and I were both shocked using it. Um, yeah, on his PC, and it worked. So, I have a. I can kind of show something here. Let's see here. 
so yeah, the problem with the this ACM one is the top end response is not very accurate. So if I show you here, I can show my REW. I did a quick calibration, basically like in five minutes. So it's not, you know, not perfect, but I would say decent enough. Let's see here. So I measured a speaker with a U mic, and that's in green. So that's the reference. And then if I look at this, uh, the ACM one you'll notice the top end is dropped off, okay? So what I ended up doing was I made a correction. So I don't know if that's the one, but here's how it looked after I applied the uh, correction filter on the Odyssey mic. So it took the same measurement. All right, and let me get this out of here. You can see how much more accurate that is. So it's kind of cool. I think we'll be able to use this mic for the Magic Bean stuff and maybe some future things that we're working on. So very interesting. Will the app be available on the PC? Yes. So it's cross-platform. So PC, Mac, Android, and iOS. So everything. Uh, what about the IMM6? That is, where's the IMM6? I think I have it around here. So that IMM6 will work also. It already comes with a calibration profile though. So when you buy the IMM6 or the EMM6 or any of these other mics, they already come with a calibration. The issue with this one is, although most people have something like this, we don't know what the calibration file is. You know, they keep that hidden. It's part of, you plug it in and it's in the AVR. They know what it is, but no one, you can't use it for REW. I think... With this, you will be able to use it. So I'm going to work on this and make sure that it works really well before I uh, release anything. But I think I can probably just release a text file that people can use for REW. Um, yeah. So I think we can also do that for all the other mics that, that come with the system. So the YPOW mic, I have one for the NAD, um, whatever, Onkyo, Sony, what, you know, kind of do the mics that everybody has. Uh, let's see here. Want to share how crappy the measurement for my cheap monoliths is? Uh, yeah, I could. I could. Actually, the, your monolith speakers already measured pretty well. And that's what we always recommend is get some good speakers to begin with. And you won't have to do crazy amount of EQ. The weird thing about your system, Ike, was that your right speaker was measuring very differently than your other speakers, the one that's behind the screen. So that's something to look into. Herc says, I can't wait to try out this app. Herc Driver. Herc Driver. Is there a price on the Magic Beans app? Uh, I'm working on pricing right now. I think what I plan on doing is having a, uh, you know, a more affordable one and a pro version for calibrators to be able to use with more features. Um, but it needs to be competitive. Right? It needs to be at a price point where, you know, if you've already bought a brand new AVR for you, if you have one, you're already spending, let's say 200 bucks on multi QX. Okay. Or you're spending 350 bucks on Dirac. Or if you want the full Dirac, maybe you're spending 500 bucks. Yeah. You don't really want to spend that much more. I, I would imagine. So it needs to be in a price point where it makes sense for someone to maybe just get out the Odyssey Multi-Q X app for 200 and then, you know, 
get magic beans and it should all work together. But it does work with MultiQX and uh, Dirac. Let's see here. Mm. Uh, okay. Okay. What else we got here? In a bit, we'll I'll go into some uh, some questions with you guys. Chana's not here yet, so I was gonna ask him if it was okay to talk about um, something we're working on. We have lots of different projects going on. One of the projects, as you know, is our spatial audio calibration toolkit. And a lot of people have found use in this, and that makes me very happy. You know, we get a lot of emails and messages and reviews saying, man, this thing really improved my system by a lot. So I'm happy to see that. You know, it's really what you, whatever you put into it is what you get out. You know, so if you put this in, it's not going to automatically make your system better. You still have to put in some work and calibrate your system. Now, the one of the issues that we've come across is, for me, I don't like physical media so much. I prefer to, you know, stream stuff. But this is in true HD. So we have a digital version that you can get. And it's in lossless quality because a lot of people want to use the toolkit for calibration, meaning we can't have any compression. You know, if you're running sweeps or pink noise, the signal in has to be perfect. Um, but we're seeing that some people are like, uh, hundred bucks is a little bit much. I don't want to spend that much. And I hear them, you know, I, I understand, you know. So for the longest time, I've wanted to put out something that would be less expensive for people, but maybe not has, have as many tracks on there. So this has 160 tracks. We're considering coming out with a version that is, um, you know, maybe a slimmed down version. You know, we're maybe, I think the one we're looking at, maybe 46 tracks. Or just has some some basic tests, but it's not going to have any of the advanced stuff for people who want to like do some advanced calibration, the sweeps and the pink noise, which I find very useful. But you know, you gotta you gotta make sure that it's it's, it's fair to everybody who purchased the original uh, disc. Uh, the other thing being that that one would be we want to make one that's a lossy version. Reason being that that works on pretty much any streaming device. So that's something that we're working on also. Um, currently, for if you have True HD, you can download the digital files, and it'll work if you play it on some Blu-ray players, not some of the Panasonics. They just it just doesn't play. Um, it'll work if you have an Nvidia Shield. It will not work if you have an Apple TV. Um, so yeah, I would like something where you could stream it potentially. You know, if you have an account. You know, you you buy it and you can stream it to pretty much any streaming device. That would be great. And so that's something that I think we're very close <laughs> to, to doing. Physical, you said physical media is the bomb. Is it? I mean, we make, we, we have a product that's physical media and people buy it. So I don't want to talk bad about it, you know, but you definitely have to be more careful, you know. You have to put the, you can't smudge it, all these things that you have to be careful careful of that I'm not used to having to worry about anymore. I mean, look, I grew up with tapes. I've, I've used records, I'm, you know, VHS, you know, I know about all that stuff. Don't forget to rewind. Um, so yeah, I've used all that stuff. 
and CDs, you know. I'm familiar with CDs, you know. Bone Thugs and Harmony, the, the, the cover, you put the marker on the top and, you know, you can change up the look. I know about all that stuff. But, yeah, I think the ease of digital is just, uh, I like the ease of it. Like, uh, I did Ike's calibration. Where's Ike? Easy HD Tech over here. I did his calibration on his system. And he has a, an Oppo. And I was just kind of surprised that switching from one track to the other, I'm like, man, that takes a while for it to switch over. You know what I mean? You play a digital file, boom, you play it, it's it's playing. You know, no waiting. So I, that's that's one of the things I like about it. Um, so the question from No Nothing says, he says, uh, Joe, would it make sense to sell a toned-down version of Sacked on something like iTunes or Google Movies? Uh, the tricky thing, here's the problem, is it's not just audio. Our toolkit has a visual aspect so you can see where something is moving. And those platforms don't allow you to have uh, Atmos and video. But we do have one. So keep, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. We do have a solution for that, and we'll be talking about that pretty soon, uh, probably on our own channels. Um, what's this question? Pete Nevin, 98, says, how do you timeline and level dual subwoofers using the spatial audio calibration toolkit? How do you timeline and level? Okay. Um, well, the tricky thing is with subwoofers, typically you have them connected to the LFE channel, which is a single channel. I don't care if it says two, two sub outs. You know, it's a single channel. And so the workaround for that is to actually plug in your subwoofers to the left and right and play the, you know, the test for left and right. So there's level matching for left and right. And so by doing that, you can you can play the, the two individual channels and even mess with the remote and, you know, see if they're level matched that way. Um, not that you're going to keep it that way, but just so let's say the right sub is hot by 6 dB. Well, if you have it set up to left and right, if you have a AVR with pre-outs, of course. But if you have it set up to left and right, then you can go into the options and turn it up and even get an idea where they perceptually sound about the same volume. And make note, okay, I have to turn it up by 6 dB. Well, that's about right because the other one is 6 dB hotter. So there's ways to do that simply. Um, time alignment is a little trickier, but we do have a time alignment um whole section of time alignment where we're playing basically like, I don't know, test tones, like impulses, full range impulses. And we have one where it plays out of the left and the right speaker. So if you're playing a tick-tock, 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 you know, you're hearing that, well, they should sound like they're at the same time. Tick-tock. Now, if it goes tick-tock, 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 well, they're off. And so that means that you have to adjust maybe the delay or phase so that at least they're ticking and talking at the same time. You don't want one to tick while the other one is talking. That means that's the, you know, it's out of phase 180 degrees. And that means that they're fighting each other. So yeah, we do have tools on, uh, on the tool in the toolkit that allow you to do that kind of by ear, you know, just get, get it in the ballpark. Um, but of course, if you have REW, then you can really dive in there and get it perfect. What else? Mm. 
Does your does your toolkit work in a studio office environment? I have a 2.1 with shape 40s that probably need calibration. Yeah, I mean, it could work. It's really made for a Atmos setup. Uh, you know, you could, of course, use it for if you have a 5.1 or 7.1 or 2.1. But uh, it's a lot. It's a lot for just a 2.1 setup, you know. Um, you may want to wait. Mm, I don't know. It depends on how crazy you want to get with the calibration. But I would say if you have a 2.1 setup, you can just use REW. A lot of the test tones there you can use. Uh, even if you have a 5.1 or 7.1, you can use REW via HDMI. And so I'm unselling you. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to sell our toolkit, but I'm just saying, if you have a 5.1 or 7.1 setup, for some of the the you know calibration that you're going to be doing, you can just use REW and use the test tones through HDMI. The problem comes in when you want to access the height channels because you can't access those height channels because they need to be decoded and you can't also access the um, the wide channels. So if you have, you know, set up 9.1.6, you know, that's when the toolkit comes in a little bit more handy. Also, we do have other types of test, test tones. It's not just pink noise and sweeps and impulse responses. You know, we have we have stuff that's useful for any type of system. So yeah, you can you can get it. Just know that it's a maybe a little bit overkill for a 2.1 system. Uh, will you guys create any more video guides? Yeah, so we have uh, playlists on our channel with all the different uh, sections and how to use them. And we also have our Discord group where we talk about how to, uh, you know, we exchange ideas there. Some of them are experimental and uh, some of them are just, you know, basic answers that we answer all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, Herx says... You can wire additional side channels without a storm or trend off. It's just a little tricky to calibrate them. Yeah. Benji Gator says, is it better to gain match or level match two of the same subs? Oh, man. You just reminded me of something. Gain match or level match two of the same subs. So I'm not sure exactly how you're using those terms, but they basically, if I'm understanding correctly, there are ways to change the levels on the subs. You can either change the level on the subwoofer themselves. Right? That's one way. Or you can change the level in the AVR. Now, here's something really interesting that I found out. Is you would expect that if you had zero on your AVR, you had the gain for your subs set to zero, that you wouldn't get any clipping. And so there's such thing as uh, gain staging when you're setting up systems where you want to set the gain to the maximum amount on the on the device previous to your next device. Right? So you want to be able to max this previous device, and then you know when this goes to amplify that signal, it has the maximum range to work with. Um, and you have to do the same thing actually when it comes to calibrating your subwoofers and your AVR. Zero, in my case, for some reason, this is something I just found out, is when the subwoofer is set to zero dB, I can get that signal to clip, depending on uh, the test zone that I'm using. But one that you may want to try is the Dolby Atmos. Which demo is it? Dolby Atmos, Nature's Fury. So the Nature's Fury demo. Here's Shauna. 
The Nature's Fury demo has this crazy bass at the very end. Ridiculous bass. Again, it has this ridiculous bass at the at the very end that I'm sure it's like at the maximum level before it clips. All right. What you want to try is I was playing that particular uh, track. And if I had my AVR set to minus six dB, so zero dB is the reference. That's, you know, reference volume. If I had it to minus six dB, it would clip. And I was like, is that my sub? No way. My subs can handle more than that. And uh, I turned my sub gain down and it was still clipping. So what that tells me is the clipping wasn't happening at the sub. It was happening happening in the digital domain, right? The clipping was happening prior to the signal being sent out to the subwoofer, right? So um, the trick was to actually lower the gain on the AVR, lower the levels on the AVR to about minus seven. And I was able to finally get it to the point where I could turn it up to zero dB to reference. Now, I don't, I don't really play it that loud. It's freaking loud, right? So I don't put it that loud, but I set it to zero dB and I wasn't getting any clipping, which is only handy when somebody comes over and I want to demo the system and I want to scare them and have some crazy bass and <laughs> I want them to say bad words. You know, that's it. But for me, no, I'm not listening at zero dB. It's freaking loud. That's loud. Everything's shaking. I, I can't hear you, by the way. Am I supposed to be able to hear you? Yeah. It's okay. Like I told Tim, like I told these guys, I can talk all day. Talking is no problem. There we go. There, there you go. go. There we go. So I, I was testing out all this stuff for Thursday's stream. You guys have no idea. I have like three computers going on for this thing. So it's a uh, mustard, yeah. mustard, excellent, excellent shirt color. Says no, nothing. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Did you know um, um, there's a, okay, sorry. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on. No, I was just saying how I can talk a, a lot and, our phone calls, Chana. A lot of times, I, I might talk this much the whole time, and Chana's just like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. playing yeah. video games, probably. Mm -hmm. Video games are like if if <laughs> if it's if I'm at my night job, I'm literally just walking around the lobby in a circle, just listening to Joe talk. <laughs> I'm sure if they watch the like security cam, they're like, "Damn, dude, you're just walking around for like two hours straight." I'm like, "What are you listening to a podcast or something?" With Damn, what is going on? It's, uh, a, it's a Chana only version of the podcast. The Chana, yeah, exactly. Uh, Daily Hi-Fi crew, yeah. the official Daily Hi-Fi crew, Whoop. trying to get a specific, you know, just one specific to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my own, oh, my own private Idaho. I mean, my own private live stream. That's it. Remember that movie? Um, yeah, we just got, man, trying to get this kid a car, man. This is, just, this is like the, the second day trying to do this thing. Man, Whew. we've been, we've been, uh, we've been out since like eight o'clock this morning. What kind of, what kind of car are you trying to get? He's uh we found one. It was a 2017 Ford Edge with all-wheel drive, right? Because we need all-wheel drive oh, here in okay. Mammoth. Safety. Uh, and uh 32,000 miles. 32,000 oh, miles. That's really sick. great. Yeah. Yeah. So um yes, it, uh, so yeah, so we're uh trying to do all that, and then we're turning in these papers. He's, the guy's like, Hey, uh, your son's pay stub doesn't have his name on it. I'm like, How the hell does a pay stub not have a name on it? And we're looking at the scan. I'm like, Oh, it doesn't. And then he's like, he, We just got home, and he's looking at some, some other ones. He's like, What? My name's right here. I'm like, Oh, the part he had didn't have this top part. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, you guys like the part in my video when I'm like, ah, you got to hear if it's moving around the room properly. Yeah, I did. <laughs> even, even and like, you know, I, I just got that back from my editor last night at like 9 p.m. So like, I totally forgot I said that stuff. And then when I was listening back to it, I'm all laughing myself. Like, <laughs> And um, that's also, Joe, why I didn't mention anything about this, my uh, live stream, because I didn't even know. I didn't have that idea until like By the way, I, I, I kind of dropped a little bit of info about, you know, the stuff that we would like to do about, you know, the lossy stuff, lossy version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you weren't here to say whether I could or couldn't, so I just went and did it. Yeah, just did it. Do it. Um, it happens, you know what I mean? You're, you yeah. come in late, and I just start talking. Uh, CJ, I just got home. My wife asked me if I want anything to eat, but we just we had some awesome burgers, so I, no no eating right now. Uh, BB Photo, what headphones are you using now? And when I DJ, I'm using these Denon uh, 9200 HDA or some nonsense like that. I used a Pioneer HDJ X10 or something. I don't know. They're like $350, but like I would not use any hi-fi headphones for DJing because those things get beat up. They get be I've dropped those things like two dozen times and they still work and they still like you know are solid that's that's pretty much it you know like i said before don't don't mix the two don't get the pro audio stuff for your home theater don't use the home theater stuff for the pro audio stuff just it's separate for a reason for reasons um all right uh let me get into this real quick uh da -da 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 -da. Um, oh, the mustard shirt. I'm glad you guys like my shirt color. It's awesome. I'm practicing something new uh, that I heard about. So you might see me in a little bit more red, yellow, orange, rust colors. We'll talk about that later, Joe. What? Yeah. Um, Why is everything got to be a secret? Like everything got to be a uh, Okay. Basically... There's there's uh, uh, lucky colors for every uh, zodiac sign. So when you need that kind of stuff, like they said, yeah, you want to live in abundance, you get your colors. Your zodiac sign, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're doing now. Okay, that's hey, it, yeah. hey, hey. To each you know, to you each got. I already, I, I already got the red of the sun right. over here. Right. Hey, the yellow. I got rust on my wallet. I had red lining in my shoes, so I'm all. Boom. Do you know how many C my lucky number is five? Do you know how many fives I saw today? My coffee at Starbucks was five fifty-five. Like this shit was five. That shit was five. Everything was I was like, oh man. All right, Ryder. Looks like we're totally getting this car today. Boom. Totally not. <laughs> totally did not. <laughs> to yeah. So um five, huh? Yeah, five. Yeah. That's five. Hey, you should see my license plate number or my driver's license number. It's got a bunch of fives in it. You want, it's crazy. Hey, this, these colors might be lucky on you right here. Look at that. Boom. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Orange, here? orange, yellow. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. I like a little blue too. Yeah. You know, uh, that'll work. Yep. South photo of Techno Dad and Corey Paducah Home Theater up there in the mountains somewhere. Pretty cool. Yeah, he came uh, to Mammoth. That's where I live. He came to snowboard because we have the most snow on the planet as far as ski resorts go. And he's never ridden Mammoth. But, um, yeah, he was here for like one day. And so uh, we hung out. It just happened to be a Monday. He was on the show. Uh, 5.55 for a call. I know, dude. Like, really? <laughs> we also needed a place to hang out for like hours. So I guess that was my rent for the for the. Three hours we hung out there. Um, uh, asks, how do I get a daily hi-fi shirt? 
Oh. The answer is you go here. Nope, that's not it. That's the wrong one. You go here to shop.dailyhifi.com. So you want to get a hat? You want to get a snapback? You know what I mean? I know. I have a I have a hoodie on the way. Yeah. I got a hoodie, a zip zip front hoodie in blue. Yeah. Yeah. So shop.dailyhifi.com. Uh, I'm I'm dropping it in the chat right now. Just FYI. Okay. Good idea. Um. Uh, Bodie McPee, Bodie McPee, Bodie McBoatface, Bodie McPee. I, I mixed the two. Billy P, Bodie McPee. <laughs> uh, how long have you been DJing? How much has text changed since you've begun? I've been DJing since 2001. Not 2001, so 22 years. Jeez, I'm old. <laughs> Easy. These young bucks have no idea what it's uh, like. I still have my uh, Techniques SL1200s that I bought in 2001. They are in storage and they are like mint condition. Because back in the day when you used to DJ, all I would do is bring my records and my needles. So the needles are all messed up. I would have to get some new ones. But uh, uh, DJing's changed a lot, man. I, I would only take 40 records with me. Now I bring my whole collection of like 38,000 songs on a hard drive. Two hard drives. I got to have a backup. And then uh, that's it. One thing I did try out, Joe, was uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Let's these new. Um, do I have them here? No, they're upstairs. Um, these new uh, XLR wireless adapters. So it'll take any dynamic microphone and oh, yeah. make it a wireless microphone. So it's just oh, like a. It's just a like a. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't you hold on a second? Weren't you clowning me because I said, "Hey, you bought like some super expensive Sennheiser, you know, wireless." Yeah, mic. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I would just probably just do this so I could yeah. use my existing mics. It doesn't look as cool. It doesn't look as cool no, as no. It's a, it's very bulky. Um, and then look. as right. soon as the wind kicked in, <laughs> started cutting out. I'm like, man, I paid two hundred dollars for this shit. Oh, so you can't have that though. Not for anything mission critical, but what I really wanted it for. So I, it was it was happening during the wedding ceremony. Okay, guys talking, wind is going, sound is cutting out. I'm like shit. Luckily, I'm cutting out, not the wind hitting the mic. It was the no, the signal was being cut every time the wind would. My my DJ friend, it was a locals wedding. My DJ mm -hmm. friend was in the crowd. He's like, every time I heard the flag whip from the wind, the audio was cutting out. Uh, I was just like, ah. That's okay. So just buy the expensive one. Well, no, 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 no. Well, well, what what I ended up doing was I had a fifty foot XLR ready to go just in case anything, if was messed up. And the bride wanted wireless over there, and there's no power, so I can't just use a regular wireless situation. So what I ended up doing was I just threw out the cable, walked behind the groomsmen, walked right up there. Uh, I was like, hold on one second. I took off the mic, unplugged it, plugged it in, put it on. And then the guy's like, you know, he, he was actually talking about some Bible verse about passing a baton. And he's like, we're passing a baton right now. And he worked my mic swap thing in, into his thing. Everybody chuckled. I got out of there. Hey, that's good. You know, Humor remember you were talking about this thing like, yo, we're professionals. A anytime, like I had 150 people watching me that one moment. Boom, boom. There you go. Continue. And you know, yeah. you just, and, 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 and then I'm out. I'm out. That's what you, you pay know. me for, huh? Yeah. That's what they pay you for. I stay calm. Anyway, so Bodhi, a lot of stuff has changed. Um, but 
one thing never does. You got to keep those things connected up via wires, bro. Like that's, it's like, ah. you know, you just got to keep them connected with wires. There was one. So the other reason I got it was for my third speaker, right? It's usually far off for when I have to do cocktails, like 50 feet away or whatever. And this um, transmitter and receiver works not only with microphones, but also line level uh, signals like coming off of a PA. So I was able to not have to connect up or tape up 30 feet of cable for the other speaker. And since that was kind of in an enclosed area, the wind wasn't an issue. So if it's indoors, they work awesome. If it's outdoors, use at your own risk kind of thing. So that's what I learned um, <laughs> this Saturday or last Saturday. I did bring my drone and I flew it around to show the setup and everything. Oh, it was, it was a beautiful location about an hour north of here. So, yeah. Whew. So, yeah, um, John has definitely changed his dealer. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Ike? I, I go to the same weed shop every single time. What are you talking about? Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> uh, uh, That's why I asked about both. Hey, all right, BB. Hey, you guys, um, just so you know, this Thursday, yeah, 5 p.m. This Thursday, all right, here. here Link, please. Here. Link, let I'm me excited get about this. I don't know if you if you're if you understand. I I I, I think after I today I was I was like I think I think I'm doing something wrong here. I think Joe is 100 correct that this is a monumental event that is happening because I realize I'm a, I'm a solo you. This is it, important. This is actually uh, a first for YouTube. This is a first for YouTube. I don't think anybody's ever done this before. You know right? my favorite line. You don't even know. You don't even know. What? I don't know why I like to say that. You don't even yeah, know. you don't even know. You don't, don't even know, know, you guys. I'm dropping this in the chat. Um, let's see. What should I say? Oh, live at most mix Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific time on Techno Dad's channel. Tell us what it is. Tell us what it is. Or else I'm going to do it. And then. All right. Here's what's happening, guys. I have found a way to you. I'm using three computers to make this happen. I will be YouTube first mixing Atmos live. I'm mixing Atmos live here in my studio. And what you will need are a pair of headphones, some good ones, not some earbuds. Let's get some over the ear headphones. And you're going to be sitting there listening. I'm going to be here in the middle of this room facing that way. I got, I got more cameras. Like I said, I got three computers to make this thing run properly without like stuttering and all this stuff. And basically what's going to happen is when I move a sound up and down, you're going to hear the sound in your headphone go whoop, whoop. I'm going to make a sound go behind you, to the right, to the left, all over the place. And you're going to hear all of that happening in real time. What? What? What's up? That's what's yes. up. Yes. Will it pay through AVR? No, 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 no. You don't want to play through AVR. You want to be, you can watch on your laptop, but you need headphones. You need headphones. And yeah, so it's, I will be, what, what are these things called, Joe? Let me see. Binaural. So the Sonic Presence, uh, binaural. SP15, SP15. So these so are we're the. we're going to listen as if, it, if we're Chana. So using Chana's these, dome right there. These microphones are going to be on my ears. You'll see them because um, I have a camera on, on that side. You'll see me wearing them and you'll be hearing exactly what's happening in the studio. Now, Joe and I did this last year when we were creating the spatial audio calibration toolkit. 
because we're trying to figure things out. Yep. And we did it through StreamYard. So no problems there. And he was able to hear exactly what was happening happening in here in the studio from hundreds of miles away. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just be the hype man. So whenever <laughs> you say, I'll be like, yep. Mm-hmm. Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> so again, a YouTube first from, uh, you know, the guys that brought you the SACT. Yeah. Thursday night, we're going to be rocking it right here. Right here in the studio. That's right. I was waiting for a year. Yeah. <laughs> to tell your friends. Yeah. To, tell. to tune in. Get with my friends. And we can. Joe Diddy. See, he knows. And, we can, and we can be friends. So, uh, yeah. Uh, BB Photo, I do not have the Pro XLR versions. And, and honestly, I don't think. Um, I do. You do. These are yeah. these are the USB C, but it but it all it all works. So this PC, this camera won't be here, but this PC will be showing the screen capture from my computer, my laptop, laptop one, laptop one is going to be running Atmos and Atmos only, right? If I try to stream from it and do Atmos, system overload, not enough mm. input, right? You need a new button on your thing. Says world premiere. World premiere, yeah, right. World premiere. And ha- wait, I haven't done this one, and you, you know why one? I have to do this? It's because Danger's my middle name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah, yeah. Tell your friends. Uh, tune in. I dropped the link in the chat. Uh, here it is again. Uh, make sure you just uh, go set a reminder. And make sure you have some good headphones. It's going to be really cool. I got a brand new track. I got the actual stems from this new Dead Mouse Cascade track. And I'm going to show you guys exactly like how we can manipulate the sounds and how we can move them and how we can make combinations. Like I have one sound going this way, the other sound going that way. And to make a fully immersive thing, right? Now, of course... Hopefully, I can get through two hours of it. I'll probably do a lot of talking, answering some questions along the way, of course. But there's no way in hell just letting you know that it will actually finish mixing the song in two hours because it usually takes a few weeks. And I already did some prep work, too. Prepped it up so it's, like, ready to go. And I already have an idea of which sounds I want to go where. But I'll kind of, like, I'll take some suggestions from you guys and we'll do some some experimentation and all that kind of stuff. So I'm super stoked about it. And uh, second laptop, laptop two, is on the left-hand side, and that's going to have a webcam. And then, to control the stream, I have my old uh, 15-inch uh, touchscreen monitor on my, on my table behind me. So I can look at the chat, put up, put up uh, you know, comments like Reverend Slim's here. <laughs> and and stairwell, uh, stairwell reverb and edits in no time to die, yeah. You know what? You know what's funny, uh, Reverend Slim is. I think uh, if this stream goes well on Thursday, then um, we can do that. I will remake. I can remake a, a, a shitty Atmos scene live in Atmos for you guys. And the best part about Thursday is, you know, um, whatever we get done on Thursday, I'll bounce that out, and so the replay will have a link to the download of the Atmos that we mixed. That day. <laughs> what other home theater YouTubers doing this? None of them. You know why? Danger's my middle name. Nobody can. Dude. Honestly, bro, I'm. That's super exciting. I think that's innovative. 
I think it's awesome. I think people will enjoy like hearing what happens. Like, hey, can you move that sound and play it over here? Yeah, we'll do it right. Yeah, now. sure. Is that yeah. sound? I do that, that in my good? sleep. Nah, it doesn't sound good. Can you move it over here? Yeah, let's do that. I, I mean, there's probably going to be a point where I'll spend like half an hour doing one thing and be like, I don't know. <laughs> that kind of sucked. Uh, let me try something else. And that and this is where like when you hear like they did No Time to Die, the Atmos mix in two weeks, it's like, dude, it takes me like three, four weeks to do a four minute song. Of course, like I said in my video today. Uh, BB photo. If you want to see my setup, uh, check out my, uh, my video from today. Um, uh, I actually have a video, uh, that I tested. Uh, I, I sent it to Joe. Did you check it out, Joe or no? Not yet. No, I just got home and I said, oh, you got home. but I will. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Definitely no, it worked. My, and I, oh, and the new webcam, dude, dude, this webcam is awesome. The one that got over here. Like, forget Logitech. For If you guys want a webcam for, like, any kind of, like, conference calling. Dude, it? it's got an AI cameraman. The shit what, follows what, what, me what's around. A brand? What's the brand? Oh, man, I got to I gotta get it on Amazon. Is here. it, uh... I'm trying to look what I have up here. Nah, you don't have it, bro. You don't have it. This what? is way too new for you, bro. What, it follows you or what? Yeah, it follows you. It's 4K. It You can do custom... Um, what is this? Uh, custom ISO, white balance, all that stuff comes in an app. Lumina, Lumina 4K webcam. This guy, this guy. Yeah, it's a little pricey, but um, share screen. So Amazon. I said Insta 360. I've seen an Insta 360. It looks pretty good too. This guy right here. This thing, and it's tiny. This thing is tiny. It looks big right here. Oh, That's okay. what she said. But it's tiny. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Right, I just have to mute the microphones. You can you can do blurry background, uh, all, yeah, all kinds of stu all kinds of cool stuff uh, well, with have, that guy. I have a webcam that does the whole following thing. Oh but yeah, we, we let Gracie use that for her school stuff. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, this is my webcam. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool <laughs> man, just... dude. That's exciting, bro. That's yeah. That's really you know, really I... cool, and I think people are gonna learn a lot about the process, and uh, we'll see. You know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes because a lot of the stuff that I think that you've talked about is going to make more sense when somebody's like, oh, I see what he's talking about. Yeah. I see why the speaker may be not optimal if you place it in a different place. And, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Most, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, of course. Experience. Of course, I will be hiding my trade secrets because there are some secrets. There's a whole lot of stuff Joe and I found out while we were doing this. So all that cool stuff, the secret sauce, you guys aren't going to see that. Do that later. It says, you know. uh, Tim is saying that you're loud compared to to me. Do you still have your auto leveling on? Who, me? Yeah, because you might have changed that when you're doing your testing. I didn't I didn't use this microphone at all. Oh, oh, you mean um, in, oh, in StreamYard. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. My audio is, oh, there we go. Okay. I have echo cancellation on now. See, uh, a, lot of, a lot of tiny little settings, guys. There we go. Um, but yeah, so tune in. Tell your friends. I try. I posted it up. I'll, I'll post some more in like the Facebook groups because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hate. Oh, you can't do that. Most on YouTube. Ha! You can't. But this guy <laughs> can. You know why? Danger is my middle name. That's why. I'm techno dad, bitch. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. You know, yesterday I, got, I had the pleasure of talking to a guy who works at Harmon. Oh yeah. And uh Floyd Tool. 
No, I did. It was his birthday the other day. I told you about that. No, but it's another guy who works at Harmon. And, you know, he's working on his master's degree in acoustics. Awesome, dude. Like, and, and what's interesting is, like, we're kind of doing the same things, you know. The things that I'm working on is the stuff that he's interested in also. And so, you know, qualifications, yeah, it's good if you want to work for Harmon. I don't personally want to work for Harmon. But I would like to be able to talk to the guy who works at Harmon. So, yeah, see, this guy knows. BB photo. How do you know this? How do you guys know? That's crazy. <laughs> but that dude is awesome. You know, he's like at the end, he's like, man, I think we're going to be best friends. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, we're into the same stuff. It's just crazy because yeah. when you're into a niche thing like DSP and even home audio, home theater. It's very niche, right? Right. And hey, so let's let's, let's not, not a lot of people be, to talk to. Let's not like let's not be like all the YouTube gurus and stuff, okay? It's pronounced niche, not uh, niche. Cuz they always like to say the riches are in the niches. No, you sound like a dumbass, bro. Niche, you want me to say niche, niche now? It's niche. That's how you pronounce it. It's niche. Uh, like microfiche. <laughs> is it? It's niche. It's not niche. It's niche. Yeah. I like to say I'm techno dad niche. <laughs> oh man i remember that night that was that was hilarious that was cedia colorado 2018 or yeah or 2019 i forget one of those two 2019 probably I'm, joe's all calling he's like hey what did you see it uh he's like hey man i'm like hey i'm techno dad bitch yeah <laughs> it was after dinner or something like that uh that was funny. <laughs> niach niach Niach, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start saying uh, like that now. Should I just do that? Like you were saying, the guy who got a lot of views because he mispronounced everything. Yeah, yeah, so I'm right. just gonna, yeah. So this is a very niach, niach situation. It's a niach situation. But I was just saying that it's really cool to be able to talk to someone about you know something that's important to you. You know, and sometimes you think like, I wonder who else is thinking about this stuff, right? Yeah, it's like right. a handful of people. Like I can message uh, Reverend Slim and he's all, you know, he's on the same page. You know, he's interested in what the crazy stuff that I have to say. I oh actually didn't even get a lot of sleep last night. You know what I was thinking about? Level matching. Who who is lacking sleep because of like, <laughs> level matching? Who, uh, who Angela's going to get jealous. Ridiculous. You're, you're just up all night thinking about level matching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Justin is a cool cat from Car Audio World. Aaron knows him well. He worked at Eminent Speaker and Rockford Fosgate previously. Yep. Yep. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. We had a good conversation. I think I talked a little too much. I should have just sat and listened, but it's an issue that I have. Just want to get it all out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, me, me too, man. I'm a chatty Kathy. I'm a chatty Kathy, especially when I get to the wedding, wedding venue. Are we going to go through some of these starred uh, situations? Yeah, go for it. I'm pretty much done. I've, I've talked for like I am. 45 minutes straight prior to you jumping in here. So I'm just going to show I know, uh, Reverend Slim and Jeremy, you did a great job on the video, bro, um, that you did with Joe. I think that was that was sweet. You did, you did good. So stoked about it. Stoked about it. And um, let's see. Mathematically, I also made a new video, too, for the toolkit that distance cool. 
from nine mic positions with different biases because of something Joe said in the Discord. <laughs> These things, yeah, yeah, right. Everything in the Discord, I I jump in in the Discord and I like just look. I'm like, Joe Slim, Joe Slim, Joe Slim. I'm like, okay, they're talking about something. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll come back and read this later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it I, just keeps it's going. All, it's <laughs> experimentation, <laughs> though. We're just experimenting, trying new things, trying to figure things out. How things work, what doesn't work, what you know, it's stuff that you can't just easily find out. Like you if if I could easily just Google search and find the answer, then I'll just do that. Right. You know, but Dude, you can't, so. there are sometimes there are no answers. If some somebody asked me um in, in my new video today, by the way, if you didn't see my new video, I'm sure you guys most of you have. Uh it's a tour of the Atmos mixing equipment here in this in in the room here. And when I said like there's all this software that you need to get just to make it for so that you guys can hear something, right? Mm -hmm. The easy one is the MP4, right? The lossy. Mm -hmm. But to actually give to you guys like MKVs, M2TS with lossless, that took a lot of figuring out and a lot of dough. Like some of the software, fucking expensive. And like Joe's like, nah, man, you don't wanna you don't wanna pay for that, bro. Like can't 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 DVD Fab do it? Can't this do it? Can't that do it? I'm like, ah, I tried this, I tried that. And he was so good to try to you know help me not spend the money. No, nope, you have to do it. You got to spend the money. At the end of the day, you just got to spend the, the money. At the end of the day, I was just like, here it is. And like, and somebody asked me today, like, what software did you use to, to do this? I'm like, I'm not telling you, bro. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there with a hell of a lot more money than I am that are willing to be like, oh, I can do it just like the Techno Dad did. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. You know? Oh so. yeah, they can find it, and then when they see the price, they'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd rather buy a car. <laughs> yeah, you, you can buy a JVC projector. No, oh, easily. Um, Reverend Slim. Uh, this section, Joe, what was that new article about the SACT that you tossed in? Oh, dude, the guy, a... the guy said that um, the speaker pairs was the best uh, section on our disc. So I have to find, I don't it. mind. I didn't mind doing the work, Jeremy. I, it was just hard for me to keep track of which pair to do. <laughs> that, 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 that was it. The actual making the files, that shit's easy. Right. But uh, Ted, yeah, B. it was definitely. I have it here. Remember? Yeah, I have it up. Ted B. It's I like this website a lot, by the way. It's what audio file it? style. Oh, they do a lot of DSP style. stuff. Um, who's the one? Who's the owner of this site? I think it's uh. Oh, I should know the answer to that. But yeah, this site is awesome. They have a lot of great information about DSP. Uh, a lot of like computer based. Uh, audio and DSP calibration stuff like that, but temp, uh, Ted B, he goes on and he shows his system here, and he's just uh, yeah, look at how detailed this is. Long write up. Yeah, yeah, so very hey, cool. Man. I need to actually go and read this, so I have this tab open so I can check it out for myself. But where's yeah, the section that he he talks about? Um, what Reverend Slim did? Uh, I don't know. Just scroll down, bro. Yeah, I can't see. Do, 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 do. Keep going. As I mentioned, yada, yada. Could not create hole. 90 degrees. Keep going. Keep going. Keep scrolling. Oh, just, yeah. Search for pairs. Speaker pairs. There. Uh, Chapter 7. Speaker pairs. You'll find you YouTube videos. It says, the move, on, the move on to the section of uh, spatial audio calibration toolkit that 
in my honest opinion, is worth the price of admission and then some. This section is called Chapter 7 Speaker Pairs. You'll find YouTube videos on all this if Googled by using it as per the reverend. My yeah, high-end immersive experience went up by a massive 50%. It's glorious. Now I mean glorious. I get specific sidewall imaging, overhead imaging, front soundstage imaging all over the place. It's crazy how much a few delay inches makes in the perceived overall presentation. And don't worry if the distances are not exactly correct as measured by your laser steel tape or whatever, because the bottom line is the final result and it's not necessarily intuitive. So try to increase or decrease in large chunks and hear the result then back off incrementally. It should almost lock in when you find the right number. So I'll link to this. I'll link to this there. Here. Yeah. So that was awesome. So, so Jeremy, thanks, man. It, it, it was extra work, but hey, look at that. We had no idea, like how, you know, how this product would affect so many people's enjoyment of their home theater. So, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good. It. I like this site. Yeah. I like this site. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> does it say anywhere here who it is who who owns it I don't know. yeah chris Contreras asks your thoughts on the new line of clips subwoofers and are they comparable or better comparable or better than the sbs uh we have a video from two weeks ago when Corey was here and he has both in his shop and, um, you know, check out that video because I haven't heard the clips myself. He did say that the new clips subwoofers, uh, the amplifiers are redesigned. The cabinets are a lot bigger. So they are pretty comparable to the SVS counterparts. But go watch that video. Um, I think it, it got uploaded a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, he's got all the information and it's an, it's in one of our things. Uh, uh bb photo says just uh ask justin to send you his binaural stream train fireworks and tahitian acapella music group recording good shit good shit. shit shit um so yeah for sure you know maybe one day i'll ask him if he's willing to be on because yeah he knows his stuff i looked at his it? linkedin i'm like dang it's just like if i looked up all the keywords that i would want to look for in some someone to know about dsp like he has every single one on it yeah i told him to i'm like dude this is ridiculous <laughs> awesome uh what about the perlison d15 um i've done a photo shoot with it but i haven't plugged it in so uh you know going back to kind of like what joe so hyped up about um me doing this live stream where you guys get to see like what I do when I'm mixing Atmos. Honestly, and I'll level with you guys, and I'm sure you already know. I don't pull any punches. I'm getting kind of bored unboxing shit. It's fucking boring. Unboxing stuff. Yeah. Uh, I make it look cool. Sure. Slider, oh, you're getting moves. spoiled, man. You're getting spoiled now. I'm just, I'm just it's you're boring, like, you're, you're, man. Package comes in, you're like, oh no, not another, not another, another four thousand dollars subwoofer. Like, get this mm -hmm. out of here. It and does get break. tiring after a while, though, because you know, 
your first sub that you've ever had that you've never had a sub before and you're about to put your first sub in the system it's a big oh. deal that's a big deal yeah your 50th one yeah. <laughs> when it's the eighth one that you don't even need to put in your system you have to take out the other one to put it in uh, not as exciting. I know. I have to. I have to move the two rels to get the the the, the, the per listen in there. Um, and that video, the per listen video, won't even be on my channel. That's going to go on the Dream Media channel. Um, but I'm going to make something fun. I'm definitely going to make it fun. And I'm going to because I'm I'm the music producer out of the group. Uh, I'm going to have a different subwoofer demo, and I'm going to use that same subwoofer demo on all the subwoofer videos and all the subwoofer comparisons. And if you guys have seen my SVS PB 4000 video, you guys would remember. Oh, uh -oh. this girl right here. Oh, um. right. Oh yes. This is the, I'm going to pronounce the, it weird just for you. Oh, is that the, the Moog? Is that the it's Moog? the Moog, not Moog. the Moog. It's the Moog. Get in the chop. It's the Moog. Okay. The Moog. That's the Moog. <laughs> but yeah, All I right. will. Um, I will be making some new custom stuff because what? What is everybody? Uh oh. Oh oh oh! Whoops. What's that? Sorry. Just says that all the historical pronunciation has been niche. And that niche is a relative newcomer. Newcomer. Oh, if you're, if you're British, are you British? Uh, are you British over there? I, I I'm I am. Sorry. I am. I am part British. My dad was one quarter British. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. He is. So very, you very say niche and I'll say niche, niche. <sighs> so you got, why you got to be such a niche, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I know everybody on a subwoofer review video, they put on live, die, repeat. You know, they put on. Uh, what is it? Quiet plays. Oh, Fury, the tank scene from Fury. Come mm -hmm. on, come on. Can we get more original? So yeah, I'm gonna make some brand new stuff that's gonna work out the subwoofers um, on the Moog, and it's gonna be. I'm gonna use that for all my subwoofer videos. Um, oh, dude. Still, yeah. You sent you sent over this keyboard, huh? And yeah. uh, on Logic, you know they have all these like different instruments you can use. Yeah. And some of them are pretty crazy. Like you just, you know, you can change the octaves on here. So you just mm -hmm. put it to the lowest octave and you start playing these. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 And, you know, when, uh, when you get into actually making the sound and having that knowledge, like, why should I, why should I lower myself to just using movie soundtracks? <laughs> that's, that's whack. Whack. Mm -hmm. Um, Niche, you say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, what else do we have here that's starred? Let's see. Do, 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 do. Ted B actually hit me up on AVS asking some questions and asked permission to post the instructions. Oh, okay, cool. Right on. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah, at first I didn't really want people to be posting, you know, the instructions and all that, just because it's a work in progress. You know? mm -hmm. Still, you know, I can go in there and update it. And at the beginning, there's just too much to deal with, so I didn't want to deal with people criticizing. Oh, why are you doing this? I'm like, just 
Oh, oh, one hundred percent. All all the haters are gonna come out when I do this live stream, or or when they watch it on the replay, because you know they're gonna watch it because they have nothing better to do. They're gonna be like, oh, they well, you don't, stuff, bro. They love they're it. They're like, oh, why would why'd you mix it like that? You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> they love it. Uh, they love it. Shout out to the haters. You gotta, you gotta, I you know. know, you, you know, they help your if, channel grow too. If you're not, if you're not, if people ain't, aren't hating on you, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. If you want yeah. to have no haters, just don't do anything. Just, yeah, that's lame. Sit in the corner, do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Take zero chances. It's a good way. Um, this is kind of cool. Jed said that his, uh, Wife just got the disc. Need to download the Cal Guide and get on Discord. That is cool. What a cool, cool wifey. Yeah, you there were a couple people uh, that you're that, into this niche hobby. We'll this keep niche saying hobby, and uh, you know, <laughs> here's this this toolkit they keep talking about. Mm -hmm. I uh, got it for you. How cool uh, is that? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I, I do notice, like you know, I write, I had write the notes. I'm like Pamela, okay. <laughs> like i'm like who's this this is odd is this the one percent watching of women watching the channel <laughs> you know you know a couple of couple of female names and i was just like ah. and then someone's like oh my wife got this for me i'm just cool. like oh cool so i'm like oh that's got to be like one of the one that's, or two of the keeper she's a keeper for sure mm -hmm. yeah. you know anybody who pay first of all you have to pay attention who's paying that close of attention to know that like I think that he wants this disc, this, uh, <laughs> this thing, this disc that uh, these he guys made. These two, these two jokers on YouTube, he's yeah. always watching. <laughs> I think he wants this. How cool yeah. is that? That's pretty sweet, man. What is this? Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Herc, Herc Driver. Herc Driver. Um, Oh, because I was saying that I, I, I'm not a fan of physical media. Oh. I, knew, I knew people are going to get on me about people that. People are going to hate. They're going to hate on you about that, huh? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, and technically, Joe, you are not against physical media because you use it quite a bit, actually. <laughs> it's just not at your house. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, <laughs> how about this? Let's just say I'm, I like. Uh, lossless, right? Lossless files are great, right? But uh, it, I I don't need it for everything. You know what I mean? Not everything is like oh, I just need everything to be critically the best audio and video quality ever. Because if that were the case, then you wouldn't like JPEGs. The whole <laughs> you know, you'd be about bitmap or tiff files you know? bitmap bitmap what or tiff files everything what, what, everything would take forever to load and you would you know if you, it needs i need to have lossless images on my screen no you know yeah and your um, video our video is hevc or you know some kind of compressed video. format on here and it just you know it makes certain things easier not everything needs to be the best possible quality ever all the time. I mean, I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, if I were to what do four, 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 whatever on this, this camera here, which can do it, mm -hmm. like, I would be running out of hard drive space every video. <laughs> Just, yeah. I yeah. upload, I upload to my, to my editor, right? I uploaded to him this newest video with about the 
the tour, uh, 60 gigabytes of video I uploaded to him for him to cut that up and move it all around and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Imagine if that was, and that was just H.264. <laughs> Imagine if that was like lossless. Oh, like, dude. There's no way. He, he'd like be, he'd be like, hey, hey, man, you gotta, uh -uh, you gotta ixnay the, <laughs> Put it, the lossless. It raw, everything raw. Yeah. Raw yeah. footage. I mean, it's 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 kind of funny. Like you know, we have this, uh, you know, this resolution war. Oh, we got the AK TVs. When are we gonna get any AK content? Like, I'm sure there's some studios that wouldn't mind investing. I mean, half the time they're probably just renting the equipment anyway. You know, mm. um, Red Dragons and all that kind of stuff. Cameras that'll you know, 8K sensor, 8.6K sensor, 10K sensor. And then, you know, 40 bajillion, you know, $20,000 hard drive. They got a lot of those. Okay. So about this physical media thing. All right. If you could. Wait, hold on. Service, oh, how many do you have? What is, keep it up there. 877 Blu-rays, 296 UHDs. Mm -hmm. And zero U-Mic ones. Ah! I'm always Wait, teasing them about that. Is it that. that one or is it a. Or, or is it a? Oh, I could be all three. It could be all three. All of them. All of them. <laughs> we love you, Jeremy. It's all good, bro. GoFundMe. Can we do a GoFundMe for Reverend Slim's you, Mike? Please. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, okay. If you could pay a monthly service, and like you know, kind of like a Netflix type of deal. Look, it's it's about... everything was lossless. Lo oh, everything was lossless. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. You're just streaming pure, like a pure rip from a, a pure raw. Rip. You know what I mean? Just pure raw. Yeah. If you could, yeah. if you could pay for that, bit for bit, would you still want to have your physical media? Where are all your CDs? Do you have all your CDs that you had when you were growing up, or do you? Where are they? You still have them? You still have every single one. No, man, they got, they, you know what? What happened to them? They either got scratched or lost. Scratched or lost. But if you, if, if there was an easy way for you to just get it all on your, on a computer forever, put on a server, yeah. forever is there. Uh-huh. I've, I, like dude, I've done that, bro. I've done that. If mm. you, I'm remixing this new song, right? Song from 1998, this old trance track you cannot stream it it's not available anywhere to stream it was from some very small producer very small record label i actually just bought it right i i had it mm -hmm. on some weird mix cd you know that i got it 2001 and i tried to like look it up online to stream it to you know have my friend listen to it and i'm like man i can't find it i'm like here i'll have to just send you the mp3 i ripped from it back in like 2000, you know, three or four or whatever. And dude, I still have that because I still kept it from, you know, those files. And uh, yeah, it's just funny. You can't, the, you, you know, if it's an obscure artist, you probably won't be able to find it unless you actually ripped it from CD or whatever. See, I have this, I have this, this too for video. Yeah. New Spears and Munsell. Mm -hmm. And it comes with three discs. Yeah. I'm not, I have to keep in, keep track of like 
which that's what I hate. One, I don't like that. Like, am I supposed? What's enjoyable about that experience? Well, I'm not ripping just, on this. I, this thing is very useful. I like this. It. Is this is what happens to almost all my physical media? You see this? This is for like blank discs. Uh -huh. What do you What do you see here? There's a movie because I don't know where the case is. There's my 2016 demo disc. I don't know where the case is. No time to die. I, I don't know where the case is. <laughs> Lucy. I don't know where the case is. So this is why I like to have the um, the Zapidi or Zidu or whatever and just rip it all and then stash the discs somewhere. Mm. Because for me, it's like, oh, I'm all lazy. I, uh, you know, I go to watch a new movie. And I'm like, oh, crap. There's a mo movie in here. Oh, I'll just put this in that in that case. And then you play the movie I want to play. And then when it comes time to like try to find the actual movie that, you know, should belong in the case, I open up the case. I'm like, shit, this is a different movie in here. Mm -hmm. That's that's always been my thing. Like I always I just don't know where the damn disc is. So yeah. that's why I like ripping everything. So it's bit for bit. And then, you know, if I want to watch it here or watch it upstairs, it's it's available. Convenience, on right? It's just convenience. Convenient. If, if so, I understand that, you know, if. If it's between a physical media and lossless, or you can stream it and it's going to be less quality. Well, if you spend a ton of money on a great TV, great projector, you have a great sound system, well, kind of want, you know, the source content to be as good as possible. I get that. You know, if I'm watching on a TV or on an iPad or something like that, I don't care, you yeah. know, but if you could have a, if you could have both where, you know, you have the best possible quality, streaming, convenience, all in one. To me, that's going to be a, a game changer. I think a lot of people are just going to rip their Blu-rays, put them on their local storage, and then not buy one ever again. You know, they're going to subscribe to a service that can do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only physical media that they'll have is probably the stuff that they already have. I'm sure there's going to be some people who just like to collect it and put it in their shelf. Right here. Right like back wall of his room, you know? doubling as a makeshift diffusion. <laughs> I love that's it. what people used to do with books too, right? So yeah. people would buy books, and then you have a shelf. So when somebody comes over, they can see how smart you are because of all the books that you've read on the on the shelf. Like, wow! Now I just have them all, all on my Kindle, and then I'll read a book, and when I'm finished, I throw it away, <laughs> or I'll share think, it. I'll give it to somebody else. I mean, I I I like the fact that when I buy a disc. And I just bought a couple. Some of them, some new ones came. I think, um, what was it? The one big movie everybody's talking about. I don't know. It's not here. Oh, the water one. The water one. What is it? Avatar. Avatar. I mean, look, I, I dude, I got my. Look, it's, look, I rebought this one. What is this? Where it all begins, the Almond Brothers band. Where does it all begin, Joe? What does it all begin with? I don't know. It looks like a mushroom to me. That's exactly what it is, baby. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Have you watched um, You watched the Mario movie? Dude, the Mario movie's awesome. I he have that mushrooms coming too. Oh, uh, he, after, he, he doesn't like he's always, mushrooms. He's always eating mushrooms, bro. That he guy. doesn't like mushrooms. He just likes the effect. Exactly. It made him grow mm -hmm. or shrink. It gave him superpowers or whatever. He was spit hot fire. He would spit hot fire, too. But they did a great job with that movie. Uh, so I have that coming on 4K. Even though I've already watched it, I have a 4K disc coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the, so the one thing I do like about, that's what I was trying to say, is um, the digital code, right? So if I don't, 
if I'm not, I can just log into my Voodoo and play it, right? If I'm at work, I don't need to have sharing of my NAS configured or anything like that. I can just, boom, go to Voodoo, turn it on. And you'd be surprised. You'd be like, you're watching movies at work, dude. I brought, I've, I've been bringing my Xbox and a little, mo- and a 27 inch monitor. This monitor that's down. I bring my Xbox in this, in this case here with me to work. I'm going to bring it again to work with me tonight and uh, put on a movie while I'm sitting there. If Joe's not talking my ear off, I'll be uh, watching a movie. And uh, yeah, I'll have all my movies with me. It's, it's pretty awesome. Bowie says physical books is better than digital. Books can give you a respite from electronics. This yeah, is true. But, yeah, but you know what? I have a Kindle. I'm not doing anything else on the Kindle except reading a book. You know what? You, you can what? browse the internet, but oh my goodness, that's a horrible experience. Like all you want to do on is the Kindle. Oh, I even think, uh, like searching their their store is not fun. You just want to get the book, read it, and that's all it's for. You know what I really like about books? The smell of them. Yeah, just go. You like the smell of books? Yeah, I don't know why. Some of them can't do that with them. can't do that with the Kindle. Can't can't do that. Yeah, you just smell your money. Yeah, there's well, I mean, why? It's, I don't have any cash here. <laughs> so they're all in banks, dude. What are you talking see what about? I'm talking about physical. Oh, about? see, okay, physical. Okay, so w- would would you prefer cold hard cash, uh, having to bring that with you all the time? You need a little bit, just in case. No, but I mean, like, as far as you know, convenience. That you know, use your card, right? Telling you, man. Use your card. Boom. You know, I'm telling you. Uh, so this guy says uh, earlier comment from Revive Creative. He says, as someone who shoots raw HQ for most projects, I can attest to the insanity of data management for post-production. I fill up a 12 to 20 terabyte RAID array Ooh! for just a short commercial. Commercial. Wow. We're talking about 30 seconds? 30 seconds. I mean, you probably... Um, if I'm making a 10 minute or an eight minute YouTube video, I've got usually about an hour and a half worth of footage. So if you're doing a commercial that's like 30 seconds, how much footage you have? Revive. That's I would say crazy. I would say you probably got at least like 10, 12, maybe 20 minutes of footage. So this is all raw seconds? so that it can color grade it just right. You know, yeah. they want to be wow. as good as possible. Even though when they finally deliver it, it's just going to be on a what? Probably on the TV. It's probably going to be on like Hulu streaming. Like Dude, <laughs> TV quality. I just, you know, I don't watch very much TV, but it's like a lot of this is like in 720. What's yeah. that? Broadcast is still 720. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, Let's see. Any other stuff here? Joe. Oh, so Eduardo Torres says, Joe Slim with surrounds and rear surrounds and ceilings. Get me a better result than surrounds and Atmos in ceiling. Would love to get your thoughts. I'm not a fan of in ceiling anything for the most part. In ceiling, well, unless they're height speakers, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only case where you're like, oh, okay, I can see that. But surrounds and ceiling, mm-mm. it's going to be there's like people talk about separation, there's going to be no separation. It would be very hard for you to tell, especially behind you and above you like where the sounds are actually coming from and which speakers are supposed to be at, if they're supposed to be like next to you or next to you and behind you. And then the other ones are up there like these guys. Right. Yeah. So there's, it would be way too hard to, and, and, and with a movie, 
dude, those good things are they're happening so fast. You're, yeah. Hey, you know what? They're happening so fast. You probably wouldn't even tell. You won't even tell. So go <laughs> and, for it. Do whatever. <laughs> Eduardo, my advice would be that the speaker location greatly determines where the sound seems like it's coming from. How you perceive the sound is going to be mostly determined by where you have your speakers. So there's no amount of DSP processing that can make the, the speaker that's up high on the ceiling sound like it's down here where it's supposed to be. There's just no way. Uh, there's psychoacoustics that says that it's up there. You're going to hear from up there no matter what. And so you don't want that. If it's a sound supposed to come from here, you want to keep the height for the height channels. So hopefully that helps. Look at this. All right. He says uh, multiple takes and angles. Sound effects, composting assets, and yes, 30, 40 minutes of footage after selects are pulled. So maybe even a little bit more, huh? More than that. That's yeah. what's amazing. How much footage you actually have to get. You know what? Uh, I, and, and you know, being on YouTube and like, you know, do, making these videos and stuff. Every time I watch a movie, I'm always amazed at like how they pull off certain shots because like I already know. You know, like, okay, if it's a conversation with two people, you've got two cameras, right? You've got uh, the person that's talking, right? So let's say person A is, is you know, you know, maybe side shot like here, right? And they're talking this way. You got a camera right here. Mm. And then when the other person starts talking, you'll get this person nodding or whatever, confirming some sort of like whatever. And then it flips to over the other person's shoulder. Or, the, or, you know, shooting the other person, person B over here, right? Mm -hmm. So they have to do these scenes over and over and over again with, <laughs> because the other camera is not in the shot from the other angle, right? And then there's those weird ones when it's like, you're looking at this person and you don't realize that the camera starts pulling back. You're looking through a mirror. So where's the camera that I should be seeing in the mirror? How do they do that? You know, I'm like, yep, I'm yep. like, just like, Movie like that's an amazing shot. And I'm like, the fuck the movie. How did you do the shot? <laughs> That's yeah. it's one of those things. When I started making YouTube videos, like, how do they do that? How is this? How is this working? Here's a uh, comment from Tim from earlier. He says the mini DSP is selling the U mic one for seventy nine dollars plus shipping. Jeremy, uh, it's important to note that Jeremy. the shipping is thirty dollars though. Ah, I'm looking it up right now. It says one hundred and nine dollars to the total. So. Uh, Amazon's even more expensive. I think it's close to 150 bucks with free shipping, but yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, Kenny has a question here. I have two heights in front. Is it big difference to move them directly above me? Is that the only speakers that he has? I think that's like, what he means. It's just two heights, two heights. No, he probably has ear levels, but he only, he has two <laughs> heights. <laughs> right. No, what I'm saying is only height speakers are the two in front. Yeah, I think so. Is it just kind of slightly in front of you? Is it all the way in the front? Because those yeah, are. Two I need to know things. how far in front. Because I know with Dolby's five point one point two. Oh, well, sorry, um, mm -hmm. but with Dolby, uh, I think their recommended five one two is to have the heights above the listening area. Yeah, he says he says front wall. He says front wall. Okay, okay so oh, that that'll sound weird because they expect the point two to be. Kind of like where the Above where you, the yeah. top top uh, height. What do they call top? I always get them mixed up. What do they call Z. the middle height? 
the middle height. Top, top middle. Top middle. Top middle. They yeah. expect it to be kind of near the top middle, which is tricky because if you end up getting four, you don't want it there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to move them. <laughs> you want to move them to the front wall. So my recommendation has typically been now this is what I recommended earlier, and this might be controversial, but I think that minimum four height speakers is what you need to get that movement, the, the perce- perception of something moving around, and at least in a circle, some kind of circular pattern, square, whatever, you know, it needs to have some movement because if you only have two, it only moves left and right for the most part. If it's panned hard, uh, you, you know, to the height speakers. If they pan it down a little bit, then it can use your other speakers to kind of give you the perception where there's something high, but it's still moving in a circle. Yeah. They right. can do that. Hopefully they do that. That's the that's probably the best, safest way to do it if you're going to mix an Atmos. If you have it panned all the way to the top and somebody only has two, like the helicopter demo for Atmos, it only goes left. Yeah. It's going like this. Yeah. That's so, you, yeah. The... I. Ideally, you would want at least four so that you have the front, back, and left and right movement mm-hmm. up in the high channels. Because with, with just two, you only have the left and right. And I, I know. I had it. I had it. I did, too. I did. You know, I had 512 upstairs. That's how it started. And I thought it was the coolest thing until I got two more high channels. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I've been missing yeah. out. You know? Yeah. And um, yeah. So here's my the controversial uh, recommendation is if you can't do four height for right now, just because if you drill holes in the ceiling, cut holes where they're supposed to be, and then you decide, hey, I want to add only two, two more. Uh, what are you going to do now? They're in the wrong. That's in the wrong place. So what I would say is maybe just consider some up firing ones, but from but set up behind you. Don't put them in front of you. Because my experiment was I tried some up-firing speakers or, you know, set up some up-firing speakers. When they're in front of you, you can always tell because your ears are so good at hearing in front of you. You can always hear the slight that it's coming from that speaker. And then maybe there's a reflection up on top, but you don't hear that. What you hear is like, that's making a sound and something else is happening up there also. Mm-hmm. But when it's behind you or to the side, side surround, and you have some up-firing speakers... Because it's behind you, and you're not hearing that. The way they're yeah, shaped. because you're you're, you're going to hear it as like you're not going to hear the initial source, right? right? You will hear, just the hear the bounce only ceiling source. Yeah, and that is much more realistic from what I found. You know, and I've I've done the whole thing, so I've had it behind here, and then I turned around to face it. I'm like, oh, I can tell the speaker's there now. Turn back around. Oh, it sounds like it's coming from above. So my recommendation would be, if you can't do four height, maybe consider doing uh, some up-firing speakers, but have them set up at the side surrounds or behind you. We'll see. And then when you can do four or six, then go four or six. And here's the thing, Kenny. He needs see. He needs a new receiver, right? Mm. And when you get when you get up to a minimum nine channel receiver, you're at twelve hundred minimum, right? So I, I know that's the that's the biggest barrier. I remember I was at this uh, deal um, in New Orleans, Sound United. You mm. know, they're talking about, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, if right now you can buy a Denon receiver for 500 bucks, that's got seven channels. And everybody always asks me, 
hey, can I use zone two pre-outs for another two high channels to do the reruns? I'm like, no, unfortunately, you need to get a nine channel, a pro, an AVR that processes nine channel. But you go from 500 to now 1500 just to get those extra two. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Just to get those two things, Kenny. It's a huge price jump. Um, what, what is this? Anthony, what's up? He says, after last week's show, I convinced the wife to let me move the living room from uh, living room sub from the hidden 90 degree location to the corner on the front wall. Really breathed new life into my system. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, real quick, addressing this, Reverend Slim says the upfires, if you have them seated ear level or they have something to occlude the direct sound, and a lot of them do. You know, the, they have an upfiring thing and then they have a front baffle that kind of blocks the sound from hitting you. Um, it can work in the front, but it's a pain to tweak the sound well. So I've tried that. I've even put like a, a pillow to absorb the sound in front of it. I've tried all kinds of crazy stuff. When it's in front of you, your ears are just too good. This guy's the mad scientist, if you didn't know. I'm doing all this weird stuff. So it's it's blocking the, the sound coming from, from in front. But it's also some is radiating, radiating out and hitting your the front wall yep. low. And so mm -hmm. that'll give you a hand also, oh, it's coming from low. When it's yeah. it's just better to put it behind you where your hearing's bad, not as good, yeah. <laughs> and so all you do here is some perception of height. I think um, and it works better. I think uh, Kenny, Kenny, you hit on the point I was trying to say is that it's it's difficult to get the, those la those other two high channels. A nine channel receiver are they're they're expensive. So you know it's one of those things. Uh, uh, this is related. So Revive says top centers and front. And rear heights, top center and front and rear height are definitely necessary if you're doing the Oro 3D Atmos placement. Otherwise, there's a bit of a hole above your head. I want to address this real quick because a lot of people say there's too well, much of an angular separation if you have front and rear heights and that you won't hear stuff from above you. I hear this a lot, okay, that you won't hear rain above you, stuff like that. I don't know if my system is just set up extremely well, but it sounds like it's above me. You know, well, here, here's here's Erod. Understand to your point. I have six overheads, but I don't think the top centers are really necessary. That's exactly. I can't tell. My I have a, uh, the top surround, aka Voice of God. I could do without that. I really could. I don't think I need that. Um, I think wides would actually be better in my case. I feel like I hear that more. Right. That's what that's what you're saying. Now, from my perspective. Right. I mm -hmm. and Joe and I totally disagree on this and yeah. it's totally cool. Joe mm -hmm. is totally cool with being wrong. So. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm doing these, you know, I do these live events pretty much every weekend and it's it's literally about coverage. Right. So for me, I would prefer to have our uh, mm -hmm. middle heights here and and Erod to. To uh to go back to what you were saying, because I am planning on doing this, I'm gonna mix some stuff specifically in 916 so that everybody can downgrade their Atmos to a 512 and then play it back to see really how well does Atmos matrix when we're because some of these studios. They, they are maxing out their speaker count and people are making mixes on this stuff and 
to the end user that's using a smaller Atmos system, like I, I have a feeling, a very good feeling that a lot of these sounds are just totally in the wrong place. And no matter how how much room treatment you have, mm -hmm. you know, um, and how perfect your system is, it could be flawed already before the the audio gets to you to play it, mm. right? Right. I'm gonna say like this sound is supposed to be in front of you and on the left. It'll be in your front front wide left, but you're playing it back on a five one two. If your rear speaker is behind you, it's gonna be playing in your rear speaker. It's 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 not gonna know, and un unless you have a Trinov, you know, and and I think that needs to be stated because a lot of people that are mixing Atmos, they 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 the studios and the Atmos spec, and then they they got nine one six going on, and then that's what they do, because that's the studio they have, right? Because the minimum is seven one four. Slim says whether you need six. Need in quotes needs yeah. six depends on and he's talking about height speakers. Whether you need six depends on the room size and number of rows you're trying to cover. I have a long room ratio wise, so I could benefit from six, but four works pretty great. There you go. And um, yeah, I mean, if we had arrays, meaning like a whole array of speakers from the front height, front left height, all the way to your like in the yeah, theater, it's gonna be the best. It's gonna be the smoothest transition, right? Yeah. If you have a speaker every single spot. It's gonna just sound the best. The more, the better. You don't want that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't want that in your living room. At you what might. point do you need more? So you know, at what point is it gonna be so much better that you need to set up some height speakers, spend way more on a on an AVR that supports six height channels? Like, it definitely yeah. starts becoming diminishing returns. Except if you have a long room. Food. If you have a long room, thank you. Then uh. No, it might make sense for you, but you have to don't just put them up there because just because, you know, don't put them up there because some idiot on YouTube told you you need it. Don't don't. Listen I, to don't me. I don't know that you said you said that it could sound better. Yeah, right? I, I I don't think let's be real. We don't need any of this shit. OK, let's no. just the only thing I there. disagree with you on. I think the main thing I disagree with you on is you said and, and you could like um, like you're saying you could be right. So you're not for the the wides i don't know i have i have to i have to play around with some more content i'm gonna make some um because the i did actually since that video mm -hmm. i since i shot that video that released today i have put front wides in here oh and i and i took them out <laughs> you did yeah so you're so for like up mixing you don't feel like it was doing anything up mixing wise for you i didn't i didn't use up mixer no because i was making it i was making the atmos and i was just like ah, okay and then when i would go listen to it upstairs when i purposefully put stuff in the front wides when i went to listen to it upstairs that sound is coming next to me it's supposed to be in front of me because i know i because i i know i put it there but now it's over here and no matter how good my receiver is mm. It's still a matter of that sound is going to be distributed through your front left. If it, if I'm supposed to put it in front wide left, it's going to be distributed to my surround left and my front left. So that sound that's supposed to be in front of me is now in front and on the side of me. Since you know, since my side surround is or my surround speaker is upstairs, is right next to me, even here, right? It's right next to me. So, 
So to me, it's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. If you don't have the front wide and somebody's purposefully putting sound in the front wide, everybody else that doesn't have the front wide, it's going to go to their side surround. And if your side surround is your, if you only have five ear level speakers, now that sound is behind wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. You get what, you if, get what I'm wait, saying? If somebody mixes to a side surround, let's say left. No. Yeah. Left, uh, left wide. Left wide. Yeah, left if wide. Mixed left wide. Then what I would expect to happen is if somebody doesn't have left wide, It'll play some content in the left speaker and some content in the left surround. Yes. And it'll image it supposedly somewhere. No, it's not going to image it. In a $400 receiver? No, no. Hold on a second. So it's supposed yeah, like, to be like, like, like how, though, what are we talking? In a Trinov? Trinov might be able to do it properly. The idea, how, like, okay. So here's the thing. The idea is that it should yeah. image somewhere between the left speaker and the left surround. Yes. Where, where your left wide might be. Correct. Okay. That's the idea. That's the idea. So here's the thing. Uh, okay, so check it out. If you use a spatial toolkit and you play the speaker pairs or some of the, the timing one, you can adjust it so when something is placed in between, when you're, when both are playing, it should sound like it's kind of in between them. And what I've found is with the default, you know, just let Odyssey run, let it do its levels and delays, it doesn't have it just right it's very tricky it has to be like precise if it doesn't do it just right it kind of just sounds like it's coming from the front left because it's it's more prominent depending on the, the way that it was set up it sounded more like it was just coming from the front left speaker even mm -hmm. if both of them were playing the same sound it didn't sound like it's coming from in between it sounded like it's coming from the front left in my case it could be where it 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 changes so it sounds like it's more from the surround the idea is it should sound like it's coming from in between both. In between, yeah. So what's wrong with that, though? Like, if your system can image it, then I, why I, wouldn't it sound My like? question is how many systems can image it properly? I guess that that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to get at. How how many people's system are A, set up properly, or B, will, you know, with all of the obstacles in someone's room, Mm -hmm. Would it be possible for something like that to image? And therefore, if mm -hmm. it if it isn't, depending on the percentage of people where it's imaging incorrectly, does that outweigh the because I know how these guys are. I know how these studio people are. You know, it's a big dick measuring contest. Oh, mm -hmm. I got a 24 channel Atmos mixing studio, bro. And it's all white. Okay. Right, because it's like they got I this, talk, it's I want to talk about the the wides though. So so no. Then, so what I'm saying is, if they mix on nine one six, and they're putting stuff in there, and the majority of people have five one two, and it's they're not imaging correctly, like it's 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 going to sound different than whoever creating it intended, right? It's a sound. So, okay, okay. I think where we're disagreeing though is that. You're talking about mixing in 9.1.6? Yes. And you're saying that it might not down mix properly? Correct. Okay. I'm saying if you have front wides, it's kind of like the Oro 3D thing. If you have front wides and you're you're not even playing 9.1.6, you're just playing normal content, 5.1, right? Mm -hmm. I think that it can help just having the a speaker in between. It can help the imaging. Just uh, the same yeah, way. Probably. So that's what I'll, so I'm saying something a little bit different in that let's just say you're playing stereo and you up mix it and now you're using your center channel. Does that improve it? That's kind of the same thing. Yeah. 
Maybe. You know, you're playing stereo. But, but, but then, but then at the same time, we're facing this way. We're not facing that way. So, like, we only have one ear. I know, but it's still, it's still in front right? of us, though. The wide yes, is still being in front. It is. You know, so it's still in that area where you're, you still have a lot of spatial resolution. Would I recommend putting like a lot of different ones behind us? No, I mean, but we do yeah. still, we have a rear surround. Yeah. You know, so I anyway, mean, my, my yeah, point yeah, being, yeah. maybe I, I would use it more for the up mixing aspect the of up it. Up mixing, sure. Where I think you could have smoother pans from right. your, your front to your surrounds. But, whether you need to actually like spend the time and make 9.1.6 and dedicated content for that, <laughs> I don't know. I think I might agree with you that maybe it might not down mix as gracefully as they would hope, unless you're you're using a Trinov or you have a very well calibrated system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 like the you know, however the you know Adobe's marketing department, you know, these, mm. just, you know, they're because they're pretty hardcore. You know, that, I, that I can only fun. imagine if I if I was to be a fly on a wall at a Magnolia mm -hmm. when some people are talking to these salespeople. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you can start off with Atmos at 512. You know, mm -hmm. it's still going to sound good. Mm -hmm. <sighs> you know, I'm not. I mean, until until up until until December 15th, I wasn't really here to sell you shit. Mm. Now I am. But um, so real quick, what's this? What's this? Uh, front wise will not be needed to be honest. The objects will get placed in the right place with a good 7.1.4. So, this is Chris Hamilton. So, here's the thing I've done these experiments. Reverend Slim has done the testing on this also. Front wide, that area is really hard to image to for some reason. For some reason, I don't know what it is about it. It's very hard to get a precise image right there. Like, you really have to get the timing and the levels really spot on. For it to sound like it's coming from in between those two, the delay or the level slightly off pushes it like boom automatically. It's on your left surround. You know you have it too far the other way. Boom! It's it snaps to the front left speaker. So really, it's that's one area you really have to get precise. Yeah. I don't know if uh, if Reverend Slim would would agree with me on that, but that's what I found. It definitely is a weird one. Hey, there's this comment here. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Mutab, Dad, I make like you, Focal Aria. 906 5.2.4. So bad speaker for movies. I lose my money. Like, I don't know. You can always sell it. <laughs> but uh, it sounds pretty great upstairs. It could be your room. Because even Joe noticed that my room is doing something pretty crazy. Because Aaron measured those speakers. And uh, what happened? were they overly bright? What happened? Hmm? Where did Joe go? I'm just eating. What 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 happened when Aaron uh measured the oh, your, your your room absorbs a lot of the high frequencies. My room absorbs a lot of the high frequencies. So So he was saying it's bright and your room is actually you said it was boxy. Yes. Like something was taken out and that's what's what the measurement showed too. So the e, yeah. And so the EQ had to actually boost the treble back up. That's just your room. That's just yeah. what your room was doing. Very weird. So, so Muteb, if uh, maybe maybe you need some uh, different calibration, or maybe bring down the highs a little bit and see what goes on. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. But if you don't like the speakers, just sell them. Yeah, and buy fine. something else. It's not. A, um, so not back the end of the world. Somebody says you don't have to get precise imaging there. He's talking about the the front uh, between the front Wise. left and the the wire your front and your surrounds. Um. You don't have to get precise imaging there as if wides are a static point. 
you have to get it where generalized imaging works well enough for pants to sound like they move through, through that, that location. location. And that's pretty much what I'm saying. A lot of times, if you don't have the timing and levels set properly, it kind of just like snaps from one to the other. Snaps mm -hmm. from like yeah. left and then immediately like jumps to your surround. Like there's yeah. no in-between smooth pan. It's tough. That's a tough one to get. Uh, uh, Ragnar, Ragnar says, uh, wides are, if you sit further back from the front stage, say 12 feet or further back, if you sit closer, they won't be necessary unless you have multiple rows that might be further back. And then anything, the other, the other part is like what you were saying, you were like saying for up mixing, mm -hmm. but for the most part, uh, majority Atmos stuff, like you're not going to hear a whole lot if it's native Atmos. This is, this is interesting what Chris Hamilton is saying. He says, Joe and tell, I certainly believe what you're saying. I'm just saying that I'm I get imaging beyond my speakers in places where there are no speakers. I guess I'm lucky. And no, I don't know that. No, that's, it's just the psychoacoustics, right? Well, a lot of people like Aaron. He would say he prefers a speaker with a wider directivity, wider um, dispersion pattern, because he likes the interaction with the with the sidewalls, mm. because it it tricks you into thinking like instead of the 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 boundary the width of the soundstage being confined to the width of the speakers, where they're actually at, it sounds like it's at where your wall is. You know, it sounds that wide. And uh, that could be why it's so hard to image between those two mm -hmm. locations, if you think about it. Because if now you have your direct sound coming from your left speaker and right, I only use left as an example, but you have your direct sound coming from your main left and right speaker, but then you're also getting maybe an early reflection Right, off the sidewall, which some people prefer, which is good for stereo. But maybe it's detrimental if you're now wanting the image between that front left speaker and your left surround. Maybe that plays against you in that case. So, yeah, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one to get if you don't have sacked. So get the spatial yeah. toolkit. Plug, 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 plug. plug. Uh, Revive says, uh, currently the lowest common denominator that's used reference in Atmos Studios is 7.1.4, as far as I understand. If the mix studio has a crazy setup, the engineer is probably mixing down to 7.1.4 or only just using those channels. Because that's, you know, I mean, I don't. Common denominator is what you said in your latest video. This is kind of the real. <laughs> that's that's, 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 real. that's, that's what Apple's hoping for. And it's probably how it's going to go. Unfortunately. Well, I mean, fortunately, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, the I think the only. I think it's only Logic, which is an Apple software that has integrated Atmos to where you can actually use headphones. Because I think I don't think you can't do it in nah, Pro Tools. No, nah, uh, uh, on this I have this new, you know, this Pixel Seven. Yeah. If I, if I, uh, it's not quite the same, not quite the same. But if I plug in some even any Bluetooth headphones, it turns on spatial audio. You have mm. a checkbox there, and it really tries to make it, you know, spatial. It doesn't do a great job, but. I think they're trying to make it work with everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, Netflix has 9.1.6 as the standard for their mix rooms. And you can tell from the mixes some fantastic work on their original shows. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, look, look, they're, they're going to go. They're going to do it. Right. Right. They, it's uh, it's never it's never they've no one would ever be like, oh, let's make the best Atmos mixing room possible. You know, they're never going to stop and be like, wait, should we, though? They never stop and ask that. Wait, should we make it 916? How about we just do 714? I mean, to be perfectly honest, I think I might have said this in the video too. 
that I think 716 probably be my sweet spot. But again, I don't, you know, I don't know. I've never had a room that's just huge, mm. right? To where we would need front wide. It's like sitting so far back. Do I really need a front wide? I don't know. So that's the experiment. You know, yeah. maybe if you uh, front wides versus top middles, that's really the debate. Yeah. Right? I think you could, you could probably do that. You could do that. Uh, I, have, I, have two, I have two receivers that can do both. So okay. three, two. Three, I'm curious two. to see what you find. Yeah, I have to get my buddy in here to... I have the speakers. The speakers are right here connected. Mm -hmm. I, I need somebody to install them okay. <laughs> up on the thing. Well, normally uh, this is the point where we say, you know, to join the after show, go to patreon.com forward slash oh, five. But we have a new new thing that we're trying to to promote, which is to join the membership on YouTube just because it just consolidates, makes it easier. So the short link right now is currently bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash daily hi-fi crew. Otherwise, it would be some long... Uh, yeah, dude, can we drop that link? in the chat? Let's drop it in the chat. Uh, yeah. Come on. HTTPS. I got you right here. Here. Bitly, because you know everybody, it's easier to just click instead of pause the video. Mm -hmm. I gotta yeah. go control. If you want to join the after show? That's the new way to do it. I think it's the uh, nine ninety nine tier and above, and we just hang out there. I'm gonna duck out after an hour because I have a uh, calibration to do with Ripe Wave. Ripe Wave audio. I don't know. If, I'm gonna call him and see if he wants to even just do it on the after show so people can watch. Uh, maybe. So we're gonna do some Magic Beans calibration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everyday J says, I tried wides with my 6700. Didn't think the juice was worth the squeeze. Okay. Um, uh, Revives is hot. That's fair, but I was speaking about the industry currently, streaming platforms, or rather the production houses creating their native content. Maybe have different standards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and to, to be clear, I have not tried wides, so I'm only going off theory, which means I really don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything about that until I try it and say... All the theory, guys. Or... Top middles, which one have I found is is better? In my case, I have to try it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, as soon as I get those speakers installed, I'll, I will definitely be on that train. Uh, any chance of seeing Nakamichi Dragon tested with SACT? I tried when I was at CES to get him to play a couple of files, but they weren't about it. Um, and considering I wasn't able to get one of the first five hundred, and they even sent an email saying, "Hey, we're doing this. Sorry, there's going to be no review units until like the." So I don't know. Somebody, I actually, um, Michael offered to send me his because he got hmm. on on it, but I'm not. I I don't. Yeah, yeah. He, he told him. I it. I got dogs and stuff. There's gonna be like dog hair and this, that, and the other. I feel bad sometimes with these companies. I have something for like two months, and and hmm. I'll probably take my time with it too. Like you know. Yeah, I hear that. So like I I, I you know, big up for and, him for offering, but and this is uh, the, this is the right answer when it comes to the wides versus. Top middles, obviously, what works best is going to depend on your room size, shape, and how many seating positions row you need to cover. So, like we said last week, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes that answer, but it, it, it's uh, yeah, the ease that's the most logical. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's get to this because I didn't have the calibration to do it in about in about an hour, and I want to talk to the folks in the after show. Uh, All right. Uh, so yeah. So um, make sure you guys go um, to the new Daily Hi-Fi crew. Join up over there. And if you uh, like to listen to 
the podcast instead of watching it. That's not the right. <laughs> where, where is it? Here is it. Go to anchor.fm slash daily hi-fi or wherever you listen to podcasts and just search daily hi-fi. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, we will see you guys uh, next Monday, 4 mm-hmm. p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And of course, this Thursday on my channel, Atmos Mixing Live Session. I will try to promote it as much as possible. And uh, maybe we can get some magic beans in here before that. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. You let me know. Lil Wiki, ask this next Monday because this is a great question. Um, he asked, do you feel as reviewers, if you don't have a top tier system, people watching your videos might invalidate your opinions and your expertise, i.e. monolith encore, monoprice encore, monolith. That's what I have. Uh, but no JTR or Trenoff. We'll answer that next time. That's a great question. Did you screenshot it? Did you take I'm gonna, a picture? Yeah, let's I'm save gonna, that. I'm going to take a picture. Boom. That's a great question. So, yeah. tune in next, next Monday. Yeah, okay. tune in next Monday. Little wiki. Little w- 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 wiki. Great question. Later, Twitches. All right, Nietzsche's. Nietzsche's. See you. See you. See you.